everyone here who I believe speaks English and but Cheryl, would you like me to still be the Zoom command? Opinions expressed on In Spanish? are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to right. reflect product endorsements or the views of the American its elected officials or its staff. The one and only. Okay. <laughs> hey, Katie, how are you? All righty. We're getting ready to start. Uh-huh. And we're on the stream. Welcome. Good, e- uh, good evening. This is Cheryl Cummings. I'm the chair of the Multicultural Affairs Committee. Welcome to our first uh, book discussion of the year. Um, this book is a memoir by Sonia Sotomayor uh, called My Beloved World. Uh, we're so excited to have you here. Um, this Today, we're going to try something new for us which is uh, if there's anyone on the call who speaks Spanish, we're going to hold our discussion in English and Spanish, um, which is so appropriate because not only does that reflect the aim of inclusion for MCAC and ACB, but it's also part of this book. Uh, it, it's, it's a really fantastic story as uh, Sonia Sotomayor our first um, Hispanic or Puerto Rican uh, Supreme Court justice takes us through her life from childhood all the way up to her first appointment to uh, her first uh, federal judge, if you can say judgeship. Um, but but uh, um, so we're going to talk about that. Um, before we go any further, I'm going to turn it over to our host, Donna and ask her to give us the instructions we need. Okay, so um, these are the Zoom commands and I will give them in Spanish and then in English. Si tienes, al- si tienes alguna um, una pregunta, hay varios métodos para hacer esto usando Windows en tu computadora. <coughs> oprime, oprime la tecla junto de la vara de espacio con Y. En el teléfono, marca el, uh, la estrella 9. Uh, si estás usando uh, la aplicación uh, de Zoom en un teléfono móvil, uh, la opción para levantar la mano es uh, se encuentra uh, uh, celesi ah, no puedo decir esa palabra seleccionando seleccionando um, la opción de más al lado derecho hacia abajo. Para silenciar tu audio usando Windows, oprima la tecla junto con la letra A. Por teléfono, marca la estrella el número 6. En tu teléfono, móvil, 
la opción para silenciar se encuentra al lado izquierdo, hacia abajo. Uh, y voy a decir en inglés. So in English now, um, for Zoom, on, and I apologize because I should have turned off my telephone. Um, okay, on the PC, um, to raise your hand, you use Alt-Y. Mute and unmute with Alt-A. On the Mac, you need to raise, uh, to raise your hand. You use option Y um, to mute and unmute, command shift A. Now from the app, you, uh, to raise your hand, that is under the more button in the lower right hand corner. Uh, the mute and unmute button is in the lower left hand corner from a phone keypad. Raising your hand, you will use star nine. And to mute and unmute, you use star six. Thank you very much. And I believe now I'll hand it over to Guillermo and Regina. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. And oh, oh. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, this is Cheryl again, I'm cutting in. Um, I just wanted to say again, thank you to Donna. I also wanted to say thank you to uh, our committee members um, who came up with the, us um, selecting this book. Um, and and I will we'll turn this over now to just repeating what Donna said. I'll turn it over to our facilitators for the evening, Guillermo and Regina. Thank you, Cheryl and Donna. Um, I'm going to basically translate what has already been said, minus the um, uh, instructions in Spanish. Um, and then I will uh, begin in English. Uh, muchas gracias a todos por estar con nosotros. Uh, primeramente, quiero eh, presentarles eh, a nuestros intérpretes que nos acompañan el día de hoy. Uh, creo que está con nosotros Linda Samolsky desde California y también uh, no sé si nos está acompañando el día de hoy uh, Maria Smith desde Sacramento. Ellas van a estar interpretando las preguntas que se les va a hacer el día de hoy para eh, guiar este foro. Eh, muchas gracias al, al Comité de Asuntos Multiculturales por escoger este libro. El libro se llama Mi Mundo Amado, escrito por la jueza uh, de la Corte Suprema, Sonia Sotomayor. Es una memoria que narra la vida uh, desde su niñez hasta su primer nombramiento a la Corte Suprema. Eh, así es que gracias. Este es un programa historial para nosotros porque es uh, por primera vez estamos llevando este programa a cabo en un formato bilingüe, en inglés e y en español, así es que espero que lo disfruten. So I'd like to introduce uh, this evening our uh, interpreters for the evening. Um, 
we have Linda Samolsky from California, and we also have, um, I believe, joining us tonight, um, Maria Smith, also from uh, Southern California, who will be uh, translating, uh, interpreting the discussion that will be taking place. So without further ado, um, we will go ahead with the discussion. We have uh, some pretty good questions that we've prepared. So the first question of the evening, what did you feel you could relate to as Sonia talked about her Hispanic culture? Okay, uh, Karen Campbell. Has one I'm sorry, could we get uh, Linda to translate? Sure. Um, buenas tardes. Um, la pregunta es, uh, ¿cómo sintieron o qué sintieron o cómo se puede identificarse con Sonia Soto Mayor en este libro? Okay. Uh, Karen Campbell has her hand up. Um, you may okay. lower your hand. Um, I think the importance of education is the thing that I could relate to. Um, her mother stressed it, and she she strived to do well in every level of education. That's the thing I can relate to. Any other comments? Uh, Ethel uh, Mita has her hand up. You may speak. Hi, yeah, it's it's Ethel Miranda. Um, is my thing unmuted yet? Yes. Yes, you oh, are. Good. Thanks. Okay. Um, well, have to confess, I haven't finished it, <laughs> but what I've read so far, um, right away, I could uh, relate in the sense that, um, uh, you know, I was really surprised. She also had a childhood disease, um, her um, juvenile diabetes, and I have um, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. So um, that affected my vision as well. So those two parallel challenges um, that kind of, um, you know, in, in the midst of the cultural, the, um, the family assimilating, you know, um, that, that cultural assimilation. My parents from, are also immigrants, uh, one from Mexico and, and one from Peru my dad from Peru. Um, and um, so, yeah, it was uh, in the midst of all of that happening and throwing that childhood um, chronic, uh, you know, throwing disability at an early age. And um, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, I could definitely feel some of that, that parallel, those early challenges 
and uh, felt a connection there. Linda, would you mind? Um, dice eso que ella se siente como su familia o, um, o como ella tiene una enfermedad de niñez y también Sonia tuvo una enfermedad de niñez. Se puede identificar en esa manera. Um, y también de la familia, cómo reaccionó la familia entre la enfermedad. Bien. Uh, other comments? Uh, currently, there are no hands. No hay manos ahorita. Okay. This is Linda. Linda? Uh-huh. I, I didn't know whether I should raise my hand since I'm unmuted or not. Um, so I think that there are a, a few things that, um, all of us have wonderful family members and they all do the best they can, but sometimes our family members have problems, um, whether it's a, a mental problem or a social problem. And so there's always, or usually always, usually always, that's a weird thing, um, dysfunction in families and even though Sonia is a justice of the Supreme Court she had dysfunction in her family too but she was able to she's able to overcome and kind of deal with that and the other thing is that it's kind of you know you work your way up through systems and it's the people you know and it's the hard work that you put into um you know getting things done and going up the ladder and she certainly did that in spite of um, all the different things that she's gone through uh no hay otros manos there are no manos. hands raised ¿Puedes dar algún este, eh, sumario de, de lo que has dicho, Linda? Would you summarize um, what you said? Thank you. Uh -huh. yeah. um, so, hemos dicho que, um, bueno, yo dije que uh, es, es el trabajo duro que uno pone y también el las personas que conoce uno, que comienza a conocer uno por uno, que, que se, se puede ayudar en, en levantarse, subir la escalera, así, um, en términos así, ¿verdad? Um, también todos tenemos familiares que nos quieren, que hacen lo mejor que pueden con lo que tienen, si tienen dinero o no tienen dinero, pero muchos de nosotros tenemos problemas, tenemos familiares que tienen problemas sociales y mentales. Okay, let's go on to the next question if there is no other hands raised. No other hands. Okay. And um, I guess I'll introduce myself. My name is Regina Brink and I am one of the other facilitators and had the pleasure of working on this with Guillermo. And the second question we have is, did you learn anything new about Puerto Rican culture or 
Puerto Rico's relationship to the United States. And um, you, you can translate, uh, Melinda. Okay. Um, la segunda pregunta es, si han aprendido algo acerca de Puerto Rico, su cultura o su relación entre en los Estados Unidos, con o en los Estados Unidos. Y Mary Heroyan, uh, su mano está levantada. Mary, you may speak. Okay, thank you. Um, so I, I did, I mean, I, I really did not know anything about the relationship between Puerto Rico and the United States. I didn't know you know, about the, you know, how um, Puerto Rico was sort of acquired by the United States after the, I guess it was a Spanish-American war, um, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. So, and, and just the, you know, being a, a commonwealth, I mean, I knew it was a commonwealth now, but I really don't, didn't know what all that meant and what had been prior to it. And, um, you know, so it just seems like a very, sort of muddled relationship. Um, and um, so I definitely something I would like to probably learn more about. And, um, but the descriptions of the island, I have to say, sounded really gorgeous, mm -hmm. uh, her descriptions of it. So. Muy linda. <laughs> and the food. Y la comida. Dice Mary que le gustó las descripciones de la isla y no sabía cómo eran las relaciones entre los Estados Unidos y Puerto Rico y quiere aprender más acerca de cómo es, I don't know how to say, Commonwealth. Um, commonwealth? Colonia eh, or Territorio. Uh, es un territorio solo, ¿verdad? Pero pertenece, lo, lo adquirimos después de la guerra uh, hispanoamericana. Ok. Um, ¿Any other comments? No hay manos levantadas ahorita. Karen Campbell, you may unmute. I think I'm unmuted. Yep, you are. I that that part was very interesting because I think I got an appreciation for how how sticky and how messy that situation really is. That um, and whichever way it goes, it's not it's not going to be easy sorting out all the issues like citizenship and and all that. And it was interesting that when she was at Yale, she did she did her uh, law journal note on the uh, Puerto Rico issue. Um, yeah, that that's what I learned. Learned that was new. What well, not to mention some of the history behind the whole thing. Really, Colonial history, um, acquisition after the Spanish-American War, 
and some of that. So it's it's not as cut and dry an issue as you might think. And that was really brought home. Thank you, Karen. And it, I think I used to think of that as, you know, simple choices, but now I understand why it's been, mm -hmm. every vote has been pretty much evenly split and a decision can't be made because it's not that simple. You know, statehood versus staying a commonwealth versus, I think there's another choice in there, like some hybrid version of that. And it's- Ray Campbell. Very Before we go any further, I do want um, Linda to summarize what Karen has said. Yeah. We, we need to be cognizant. Oh, my gosh. Gracias. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you start all over. Es muy difícil porque hay muchos problemas que han discutido en el libro sobre si debe de ser Estado, si debe de quedar territorio. Y los votos están uh, medio a medio. Um, let me see, what else? Uh, what else was said? That was a lot. I think that that's pretty much the the, the, the crux of, of that. So, uh -huh, uh -huh. Ray Campbell, tiene su mano levantado. Ray, you may speak. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, um, so, um, I I would go along the same lines as Karen. I learned a lot about the uh, history of uh, of uh, Puerto Rico and, and, and the, the relationship with the United States. Um, <clears throat> I learned, uh, too, uh, I've always kind of, you know, I've always heard people talk about, well, we need to make D.C. a state, and I've always been, you know, make, make Puerto Rico a state. And what I kind of learned was, the Puerto Rican people aren't sure that it's not, as has been stated, it's not sure that that's what they want. Um, the other thing I learned was that um, the uh, links that people would go to uh, from Puerto Rico to get uh, to the mainland, um, you know, for instance, uh, the, uh, the uh, Sonia's mother um, coming to um, basically lying about her age and coming to Miami to mm -hmm. be with the uh, army. Uh, um, I forget what that group is called now. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the 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 uh, women's army. That's what it's called. And um, you know that was really uh, um, a, a good thing. I think the last thing I'd say is that I don't want to give sorry, Linda, if I'm giving you too much. But I think the last thing I would say that I learned was. Um, how it didn't seem to me as a, in the early part of the book that um, the Sonia's Puerto Rican heritage was really talked about that much, but as she got older, it was something that not only was she, um, you know, was she um, <clears throat> you know, introduced more to, but it was something she wanted to learn more about. So definitely, uh, definitely very interesting. And we'll pivot back to Linda. Um, so dice que uh, primero dijo que el sacrificio que hizo su mamá de Sonia por um, juntar con el ejército tomó una oportunidad para venir a los Estados Unidos y estudiar la enfermería. Y después también dijo que, um, what was the last thing you said about uh, let me see. Kind of on overload here. <laughs> oh, learning on, um, about her heritage. 
When she oh, got up there. al principio del libro uh, no habló mucho acerca de su cultura, no habló mucho de Puerto Rico, pero como cuando creció más y uh, su, si, se fue a Puerto Rico con su abuelita, entonces quería aprender más y más acerca de su cultura. Y ya después cuando llegó al colegio, entonces ella quería aprender más de las leyes y qué significaría um, ser un estado versus un, un territorio. Uh, Doreen, ¿puedes hablar, por favor? Doreen, you can speak. Momentito. Voy a tratar de ofrecer comentario primero en español y luego en inglés. Um, dos cosas. Um, me siempre sorprende, sorprende pensar que he escrito que cuando llegó a Princeton, a la universidad, era bien difícil aún escribir ensayos en inglés. Y uh -huh. toda esa historia es bien importante. La, el otro punto es que yo nací en Montana, viví y crecí en Colorado. Y esa parte de los EUS fue parte de México antes de, antes de ser parte de, de estar parte de los, los Estados Unidos. Y es cultura completamente diferente que la cultura de las islas. Y bueno, es, es, es que es, solo quiero, que, quiero decir que el, el mundo hispánico de los Estados Unidos es algo amplio y diverso. So what I said was the the one of the things that's most surprising all the time to me as she writes about how when she arrived at Princeton it was really difficult even just to write basic essays in English. And the other thing that learning about Puerto Rican culture always makes me think about is that the the world the the Spanish speaking world in the U.S. is very diverse. That the history is mm -hmm. In, in Colorado or Montana is really different from the history of the islands or, or the history of like California. So it's a big wide world. Algún otro comentario? Other comments before we move on? No hay manos levantadas. No hands raised. No hands raised. Great. We will move on to our next question. How did her family influence her life and which family event in the book impacted you the most? Como, eh, influyó, uh, como eh, afectó eh, la familia? Uh, como fue la influencia de la familia en la vida de Sonia? Y cuál evento de la familia Uh, fue más impactante para ustedes en el libro? This is Linda. Sure. Um, I think one of the things that impacted me is that when her cousin, when she talked about her cousin doing drugs and, and he died of AIDS um, and how she thought about that, like he had her cousin had a good family, a good father, and 
she had an alcoholic father and and she thought a lot about that um like how did that happen where she was able to move up and he lived such a a, a life that he got into drugs and got AIDS I think that really impacted me because that happens so much in the blind community where some of us um, are able to move on and really become independent and others aren't. And it's not anybody's fault. It's just the way it is sometimes. Um, lo que me impactó era lo que cuando hablaba de su primo, y su primo tenía un buen padre y Sonia tuvo su padre que era alcohólico. Y ella pensó muy profundamente en esto, cómo su primo tomaba drogas y uh, contractó la sida entre, y ella pensó cómo cómo ella podría levantarse y ir al colegio cuando tuvo más oportunidad su primo. Y yo digo que eso también nos impacta así en la comunidad invidente, que hay unas personas que no, no pueden ser más que lo, lo que hacen, pero hay otros que nosotros podemos independizarnos y no tiene no nadie tiene la culpa de eso nada más es así um Mary puedes hablar Mary you may speak okay um for, first I want to say gracias to Linda she's she's doing a wonderful oh. job <laughs> um and Guillermo could you just repeat the I know it's a two part question could you sure. repeat your question thank you um, how did her family influence her life and which family event in the book impacted you the most? Okay. So, um, her, I mean, everybody in her family influenced her, her grandmother, uh, Abu, Abuale, Abuelita, yes. um, mm -hmm. the most important person maybe in her life. I think, she, I think Sonia seems like she's very much like a grandmother personality wise um her mother obviously a great influence um but but everybody because she's such a family-oriented person um i i just found the whole you know the death of her father the situation with her father very tragic um i felt a great sadness because he he's he i mean he was obviously had a terrible drinking problem but he loved his family and prior to the drinking problem, he seemed like he'd been a wonderful, loving father. And um, it just made me feel very sad that his death kind of released them, in a sense, from that, you know, all that chaos in the family. That made me feel very sad. But, um, but she's truly a very family-oriented person, so... Um, I'm going to pivot now to um, Linda. Okay, dice Mary que um, Sonia era una persona muy orientada a su familia y su, la influencia que tenía su abuelita y su mamá era profunda. 
y parece mucho a su abuelita. También su papá tenía mucha influencia, pero era muy triste porque tenía sus problemas con alcohol. Cuando se murió su padre, entonces uh, lo soltó más uh, el, el caos que causó en la familia. Uh, ya, ya no tenía, era, una, era más libre, más, tenía más libertad porque no había tantos pleitos y, y uh, así, pero toda su familia tenía influencia en Sonia, en su vida. Great, gracias. Michael, puedes hablar? Michael, you may speak. Mary stole my comments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree totally, but, but if I could add to what Mary was saying about her being a, a very family-oriented person, she, she really enjoyed her family. And then it, it extended because as she, as, she, as she grew older, it, it appeared that in, in her early life, she, she was surrounded by family. But as she got older, she started to to develop other relationships, and they ran really deep. And she even included some of those uh, folks as family. She talked about the the, the two other guys that she she uh, uh, sort of adopted as brothers, and she created some very deep relationships with some of the people she met in high school. Uh, at Princeton and at Yale, and even uh, even uh, taking uh, Teresa with her when she left uh, the the DA's office, her first uh, first judgeship. And Linda, um, dice Michael que uh, extendió su familia porque cada persona que conoció como que se metió a su familia. Sus hermanos tenían sus niños. Um, cuando fue al colegio, llevó uh, sus uh, algunos amigos y los quería, los quiere como sus hermanos. Um, y así extendió más su familia. Su secretaria, cuando agarró su primer, um, como cuando era su primer trabajo era de, de jueza, uh, llevó su a nombramiento. su secretaria. ¿Mandé? Su nombramiento. Ah, sí, exactamente. Su nombre, nombramiento um, llevó a, a, a Teresa, su ayudanta. Okay. ¿Algún otro comentario? ¿Other comments? Uh, no hay manos ahorita. No hands at the moment. No hands. Okay. Uh, Regina has a next question. Okay. Um, what do you feel can be learned by her approach to independence? And how did this story influence your own approach to independence in your own life if it did? So it's kind of a two-part question. Uh, go ahead, Linda. Um, okay. ¿Qué fue? Uh, I'm sorry, Regina, could you repeat the first I part will. of the question and the second? I'll do it in parts. Okay. What do you feel 
can be learned by her approach to independence. ¿Qué se siente ustedes uh, como se puede um, aprender o independizarse? ¿Qué podemos aprender de ella uh, en nuestro propio uh, independencia? And how did, oh, sorry. Go ahead. And how did the, the book influence your thoughts or your approach to independence? Y como influenció el libro acerca de sus propios pensamientos sobre la independencia. Well, I'll start. Um, I thought that when she was nine years old and diagnosed with diabetes and she learned to give herself her own injections because her parents were fighting about it, I thought, what a brave little girl to go mm -hmm. ahead and learn how to do that. Yo pensaba en el principio del libro que qué valiente era de aprender a inyectarse con la insulina como aprender a hacerlo. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Kathy, puedes hablar? Kathy, you may speak. And then I'll jump in after her. Well, um, one of the things that I was struck with, well, there were many. Uh, she was really an, is really an admirable person. But uh, she was able to um, really learn from other people and, and take advantage of her intellect. And I, one of the things that... Um, I was impressed with was her ability to just come up and say to the person that she didn't really know how to study properly. And um, she, she, you know, just underlining and, you know, the whole technique, she just didn't know. And yet uh, she was able to figure out what she didn't know rather than going through life and not asking questions. Something like that sort of happened to me. I sort of partied my way through college and then went back later and really <laughs> studied. <laughs> I think we all did that. <laughs> well, I was really bad at it. But anyway, that was one thing that was um, impressive among many other things. Thank you. And we'll throw it to Linda for translation. Um, ella... La Kathy dice que um, ella sabía cómo preguntar a, a otras personas de las cosas que no sabía para aprender. Um, y era muy inteligente y, y sabía después cómo ella podría aprender mejor por preguntar a otras personas. And, and uh, I, the one, one? That, uh, that I kind of uh, was, uh, that got me and I didn't even think about it, um, you know, and, and realizing this after going over the questions with Regina, um, 
that whole scene where she's divorcing Kevin and mm-hmm. she's trying to figure out how she's going to get from their home to her parents' home. And she is just so afraid of driving the stick shift. And so then she has this dream where she's going through the mechanics of driving the stick shift in order to get out of that relationship. Um, it was like she just all of a sudden had this grit that because she had to get out of there, um, it was like she she got it in her soul that she had to drive this the stick shift in order to get out. Um, lo que me impresionó más uh, fue el episodio donde ella se estaba um, alistando para el divorcio de su esposo y estaba haciendo preparativos para llevar sus, sus cosas a, a la casa de su madre y estaba tan atemorizada de, de manejar el, el coche estándar que, que ellos tenían y no fue hasta que ella se le, se le reveló en el sueño cómo manejar ese, ese coche ese automóvil y, y esa de, de determinación que tuvo la valentía de, de salir de ahí y manejar por su propia cuenta uh, fue algo impresionante uh, que demostró mucho la independencia de ella. That's true. Do we have any more hands? Uh, Ray, uh, por favor, puedes hablar. Ray, you may speak. Okay. And my Ray. mine is raised. All right, thank you. Um, so a couple things uh, related to uh, independence. Um, I thought it was, and I think this proves that you have, you're kind of thinking about um, your independence and how you're going to make your way in the world. Um, the fact when she was at Princeton and she talked about how it's always always the second year that she, when she was you know, in a new situation that she would, Kind of venture out and um, and stuff. She she wanted to get herself grounded first in that first year, and then would venture out into the, like when she joined that uh, the Puerto Rican uh, club at Princeton. Um, and then the second thing was um, <clears throat> a when she got into the DA's office, she was um, you know I, I think she you know she she sought out. While she sought out uh, approval from her superiors, which you certainly all would want to do, um, she was not afraid to make decisions that maybe weren't popular, like uh, you know certain people that she just couldn't, um, you know, see. You know, she, she, you know, she just uh, couldn't. Um, you know, she, she had she had a lot of, of empathy, I think, for the people that were uh, before her that she was prosecuting and and that's you don't you don't find that amongst prosecutors um mm. a lot so i thought that was and you know was not afraid to make uh, decisions if it felt right based on some of that Bueno, en su primer año de colegio, ella estableció y ya en el segundo, entonces ella salió más y junto con los clubes y también encontró amigas 
y amigas que le podría aconsejar cómo moverse en el colegio, en el sistema. Y cuando trabajó con uh, la oficina de District Attorney. ¿De la Fiscalía? Um, ¿Mande? ¿De la Fiscalía? Sí, de la Fiscalía. fiscalía. Um, ella entonces no tenía miedo de hablar o de decir que era uh, derecho y que era mal, que era bien, que era mal en, en uh, las decisiones y trabajó más con las personas que um, eran más necesitados. Michael, ¿puedes hablar? Michael, you may speak. One of the things that impressed me about her that I believe contributed to her independence was uh, her ability to take a situation and be able to analyze it and figure out a way to, uh, I guess, uh, Well, analyze it and figure out a way to 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 uh, achieve the best goal. You know, most of her cases she won, uh, even after after the mistakes. But but she figured out a way to 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 uh, get the best results. I guess that's what I'm looking for. But I think it was capsulized in in one comment that that uh, when they were sitting around and uh, somebody said, "Don't you?" You argue like a man. <laughs> um, just to kind of piggyback on what Michael said, I think that she learned that from when she was a little girl. I mean, that's that's like a, a theme that goes throughout, a thread that goes throughout the book. Um, dice Michael que ella aprendió a... Uh, analizar y después tomar los pasos a alcanzar su meta o a implementar los pasos que para que puede ser éxito en su vida y uno de los comentarios era cuando estaban con sus amigos y uno un amigo dijo Sonia piensas como un hombre <risa> Okay, and Cheryl, puedes hablar, Cheryl? Go ahead. You may speak. Oh, thank you. Um, I think one of the things I thought was really impressive about Sonia was that there were things that people, you know, like, okay, going to college and realizing you're having difficulties writing your essay in English. And for some people, that can become like a deficit and something that's just hard to overcome. And not only when she went to college, but other parts throughout the book, when she encountered situations that she didn't know, like what the immediate response should be, or she wasn't sure. Um, I just love the fact that she, I suppose I'm somewhat what Michael said. I mean, she put her head down, found the answer, and like solved the problem. You know, and, and she didn't let things that people might say are deficits um, sort of stop her. 
she she managed to overcome those and to keep keep doing you know achieving what she wanted to do Mary, puedes hablar? Mary, Wait, you may speak. Hang on just a second. Oh, uh, before, yeah. Uh, Linda, can you go ahead? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Perdóname. Um, dice Cheryl que cuando encontró un obstáculo, ella nada más este, pensaba en cómo le podría resolver los problemas y lo hacía. Um, Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Mary. Okay, Mary, puedes hablar. You may speak. Sorry. Okay, sure. Thank, thank you. I, I think to me, Sonia was just incredibly goal-oriented. She knew, she always had an idea of what she wanted, and she seemed to always just put herself in a position to be able to gain the experience in order to, you know, work towards that goal. And that meant also sometimes not taking the advice of her mentors either, you know, people that wanted her to go for a clerkship and yet something she didn't do, although she, I think she regretted that later, but she knew she wanted to be a judge and just seemed to work towards that and had a, an instinct as to how to achieve that. So she, she really just seemed to have that sense of, of what she should be doing. And I mean, she's a brilliant woman. I mean, she certainly worked hard at, you know, at everything, but I mean, there was, she, she was just absolutely, you know, you don't, you can't achieve all she achieved without having some, I think <laughs> some, you know, level of brilliance there, you know? So, um, but she, she took all, you know, she, she, she welcomed people in her life, the advice and the, the mentors in her life. And she accepted what she could from them and learned from their, you know, recommendations, but, you know, still went her own way many times as well. So I'd really, I really admired that about her. Go ahead, Linda. Dice Mary que le admira mucho a Sonia porque era una señora o es una señora brillante y um, ella tenía metas, uh, hizo sus, los pasos, uh, preguntó a personas por su, el consejo que ellos podrían dar, pero cuando no pensaba que era correcto lo que decía o si no era correcto en su mente o moralmente, entonces no, no lo hacía. Ella pensaba muy profundamente en las cosas. Sí. And I had a comment, um, unless okay. there's other hands, and I'll go after. Uh, Ray Campbell, puedes hablar? You may speak, Ray. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it just, um, just a couple of uh, points. Uh, Tagging on to what several of you have said, um, I think it's easy for us to, for, I think for many of us, it's easy to relate to Sonia and how she kind of went about things in her life because it's kind of what we as blind people have to do, um, kind of find, you know, learn to find our own way sometimes. Um, I, I think two other things that were interesting to me was 
One was as she got older, and when she kind of you know, looked towards being a judge, she she knew what she wanted there. She wanted the federal bench. She didn't want a state judgeship or anything like that. The other thing I thought was interesting is, I mean, she had, when she was a little kid, she had dreams of being a judge or maybe a lawyer or something at a time when women were not uh, very much at all in those kinds of fields. And so I thought that was really an um, interesting uh, point as well. Linda? Dice Ray que desde su niñez, ella sabía lo que quería. Quería ser jueza federal en el Banco Federal y lo, lo conseguía paso por paso. Y también como personas invidentes, um, podemos al, ayudar, podemos hallar cosas en común con ella como tenemos que pensar, a veces tenemos que pensar uh, para tomar o para ser independiente, tenemos que tomar un paso por paso para encontrar la manera de hacer las cosas. Regina, you may speak. Puedes hablar, puedes hablar. Okay, so um, I'll, uh, español antes de inglés, do it in Spanish first and then English. Es muy importante para mí es para independencia porque mi mamá um, enséñame es, you know, es muy importante. Y um, yo soy una mujer también y no es um, normal o uh, um, como se dice um, acceptable, como se dice Guillermo, acceptable or accepted um, para aceptar. Gracias. Um, para, you know, un mujer o un chica, una chica de independencia porque en mi familia dice, you know, necesito um, uh, ser, you know, una señorita. <laughs> so, no. I, um, it's important to me, the independence that she spoke about, especially in light of also not just being blind, but being a woman and being a young girl and being told that I needed to be a lady and that um, independence wasn't necessarily the the route I was supposed to go. I was supposed to play a more um, uh, yeah. submissive yeah, role. And no sé cómo se dice submissive. <laughs> Pero es, you know, para un, un señorita, una, una señorita, una chiquita, um, muy, um, muy linda, muy silenciosa mucho silencio, so uh, being quiet and pretty, y dulce, sweet, you know, and I don't fit those, those uh, characteristics. Great. No es mi. <laughs> si no hay otros comentarios, if there's no other comments, we're going to move on to uh, the next question, because we do have a few left. No hay otros. 
And um, so um, we will go on to the next question. Did anything surprise or draw your attention uh, to you uh, concerning Sonia's educational or career experiences? Uh, ¿Hubo algo en el libro que los tomó de sorpresa o les llamó la atención uh, acerca eh, la, la educación o eh, la carrera de, y las experiencias de Sonia? Ray Campbell, ¿puedes hablar? Ray, you may speak. Thank you. Um, I, um, I think the... Um, thing I was surprised at in a good way was the amount of um, success that Sonia had uh, in going through, you know, especially mm -hmm. college and um, law school when she was one of the quote, I'm sorry, we have Jaws in the background and if you have Jaws in the background, you'll need to mute. Alguien tiene su computadora Sí, yo lo, yo, yo lo hizo. Está okay, bien. gracias. Está bien. Ajá. Anyways, I um, muted, yes. I was just saying that um, uh, I was really pleasantly surprised at how well you know, she was able to succeed and, you know, be seemingly fairly well accepted, be, despite being what at one point in the book she, she mentioned as the quote-unquote affirmative action students. Linda? Dice que um, Sonia tenía mucho éxito en el colegio y se, se admiró de que ella um, fue, uno de la, fue la primera alumna que uh, era um, entregado a hacer la acción afirmativa. Um, It. Yes. Uh, I are, are there other? You say something else, Rick. I'm sorry. Um, that you were surprised that she was the first student with for affirmative action, um, and that she was a success. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I, was, I guess I said what I was saying was I was pleasantly surprised that she was right. able to. You know, she wasn't held. There wasn't. It didn't seem like a lot of attempts to try to hold her back because she was a quote unquote affirmative action student. So I think I think right. that gets back yeah. to that independence that we talked about. Mm -hmm. And and I think you seem to capture that. So. Yeah. Mary, puedes hablar. Mary, you may speak. I for me, one of the uh, surprising positions she took was with that private um, contract law firm. Pavia, Pavia and Harcourt. Um, that just seemed like, I mean, you know, she wanted to learn about contract law and about pat patents and copyright, and she certainly did, but um, I mean, she was working for Fendi, and um, she, it seemed like during that time she was um, doing a lot of traveling and living a bit of a jet set life, too, because she was working with some very um, lucrative clients, so that was certainly a little different from the district attorney's office and um, then becoming a judge, but, but that just added to her, you know, uh, resume, I suppose. 
um, dice Mary que lo que sorprendió era cuando comenzó a trabajar por un abogado privado que uh, hacía puro ley de contratos y también trabajó con un uh, señor, con una compañía muy rico que tenía mucho dinero um, en una demanda y uh, era muy lucrativo es, o muy como tenía mucho dinero esa compañía pero eso ayudó en um, en su, con su resumen a poner esas cosas en su resumen porque ella tenía es, uh, muchas experiencias en ley uh, privado en, con contratos Michael, puedes hablar? Michael, you may speak. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to 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 uh, add to what what one of the things that Ray said. He brought up the the affirmative action uh, uh, part of it, in that you know, and that's still a a very debatable subject, uh, affirmative action. But what what happened in her case? was uh and, and which was atypical but but because she achieved above and beyond expectations you know finishing summa cum laude and uh <laughs> she didn't even know what it meant you know, she go ahead. <laughs> but but that's an example of if she had been viewed as just another Puerto Rican or just another Hispanic person, she wouldn't have had that opportunity. But a lot of times when, I mean, th that's one of the positives of affirmative, of affirmative, mm -hmm. of affirmative action. I'm sorry, y'all. <clears throat> My tongue is tied tonight. But that was one of the positive results of, of affirmative action. She not only went through the programs, went through Princeton and, and, and Yale, but achieving the highest uh, recognition. So, so, and, and there are cases when affir affirmative action does really work and it does mm -hmm. merit its status. Uh, ella fue una persona uh, en la programa de uh, acción afirmativo y subió hasta muy alto, era su macaun laude, um, que es lo más alto que uno puede graduar en un colegio. Y uh, eso fue por la programa de acción afirmativo. Y ella logró muchas cosas por, por ser en, en ese tipo de programa. Regina, puedes hablar? Regina, you may speak. Okay. Cuando habla, when I um, habla español, todo es muy difícil uh, para, porque ella, you know, recibiendo, sé, you know, sees, and um, just, you know, más o menos, okay. Pero va a la uh, universidad, más mejor. 
y cuando um, mm, uh, when you're losing sight cuando you know ciegos es mm, lo mismo so it's similar porque um, you know um, mm, Linda will have to help me it's just harder so what I was saying is when you go to school and you um, speak for instance Spanish or another language only then trying to do that and go to school is very difficult and it was reflected in her early grades that she got C's and she was just you know kind of struggling a bit but she was very talented very smart and that happens when you lose sight as well during school many people will will not achieve the way they can because they're so busy trying to see and so that was what I was trying to draw uh, Perla I really related to that está tratando de compar comparar um, en entre uno que no ve y va al colegio Estamos luchando por tratar de ver y entender lo que está escrito. Y también Sonia tenía ese problema en paralela porque ella no sabía, bueno, sí sabía inglés, pero no sabía escribirlo muy bien. Y ella agarró la calificación de C um, cuando era una o es una persona, es una mujer muy inteligente, pero por uh, el obstáculo fue el inglés que no sabía escribirlo muy bien. And I want to just make a comment about that. Um, you know, when she was going to Catholic school, I would have thought that they would have helped her improve her writing skills. Uh, cuando estaba en la escuela católica, yo pensaba o yo pensaría que eh, ellos uh, lo ayudarían más a escribir mejor el inglés. So, I don't know if somebody dropped the ball or, or if I missed something, but anyway, I would have thought that they would have helped her more to write English better. Muchas gracias, Linda. Uh, yo uh, hablo español poquito y muy mal. I just said I speak Spanish, a no. little Spanish and very bad. <laughs> no. Okay. no hay más. Oh, well. uh, no hay más. No hay más. Right, let's move on to the next question. Okay. Vamos a seguir la, la siguiente okay. pregunta que yo creo um, que la tiene Regina. Okay, un momento, y lo siento porque mi um, Orbit Readers, um, it makes noise, my Orbit <laughs> Reader is not soft, but it does work. Okay, was there something in the book that you felt you could relate to in your own life? Anything now? <laughs> Just, uh, Linda? Hmm. Hay algo en el libro que uh, usted... Um, leyó que uh, es en paralelo o que podría sobrevivir en su vida? Uh, 
All right. Any hands? No hay. Ah, aquí está. Ethel Miranda, puedes hablar. Ethel, you may speak. Okay. Hi, guys. Hi, Ethel. Hey. Um, well, I was able to relate to, um, I had, well, first of all, I hadn't realized that the uh, Puerto Rican culture at least was, um, you know, I learned a little bit. It, it was pretty similar to, um, you know, some of the beliefs my mom brought, um, you know, and I could remember uh, from Mexico. She was from Cuernavaca. Um and um, how she, um, um, you know, some of the same similar beliefs. Uh, Mom had um, strong beliefs in curanderos too. Uh, <laughs> she believed in those very much so. And in fact, um, you know, uh, you know, she, uh, Sonia wrote about how her mom, her grandma, uh, believed in the natural and and the herbs and. And my mom did that as well. Um, you know, how, uh, you know, her grandma thought that it was such a, you know, took it so hard when she couldn't cure her, her uh, diabetes. And I know my mom tried very, very hard as well. Um, I had uh, some scary trips <laughs> across the border um, because of her strong beliefs, you know, because uh, we're right here in San Diego. It was a mm -hmm. Quick trip <laughs> to Tijuana, um, and and there were some scary, scary childhood memories, um, and um, and a lot of her own homegrown, um, uh, you know, cures, uh, trips out to the garden and the herbs that she grew and boiled, and there's quite a bit. <laughs> so yeah, that all brought back. Um, I was like, oh, they they have. That is so similar um, in that sense, um, you know. So you know, it's it's interesting how they, um, you know. So that that was that that I related to that uh, part of it. Thank you, Linda. Dice eso que. Su mamá creyó mucho en las hierbas y los tratamientos de um, cura, curandero y como la abuelita y uh, como la abuelita de Sonia uh, se sintió muy mal cuando no podría curar su diabetes. Okay. Any other hands, Donna? Sí. Uh, Mary, puedes hablar. Mary, you may speak. So I could relate to Sonia and um, she was, she talked a lot about Nancy Drew. So I just, <laughs> I just made me laugh because I love Nancy Drew too. I was a reader. And um, so I, I just, I just loved how much she loved Nancy Drew. Cause I, I was right there with her and she read highlight magazine. And I remember reading highlight highlight magazine and just her love of reading and how it developed. But she also in college realized that there were books she had missed, you know, the classics. Mm -hmm. And um, she felt made her feel inferior. And I hadn't read a lot of them either. Um, I mean, I still have never read Alice in Wonderland, um, which mm -hmm. they mentioned in the book. But <laughs> so I, I could, you know, relate to her feeling that she'd missed out, but 
you know, she obviously caught up. She, you know, she did read those books. So I, you know, I could, I, you know, I could relate to her with regard to her, her reading, her reading choices and her love of reading. Linda? Dice Mary que podría, ella piensa en lo, en Sonia le gusta leer mucho y también mm -hmm. uh, Mary le gusta leer los libros de detectivo de Nancy Drew, um, de las revistas y Sonia también re, le, realizó en, en el colegio que no había leído los clásicos como Alice in Wonderland. Um, y uh, se siente uh, igualado Mary con Sonia porque ella tampoco no ha leído muchos clásicos. Guillermo, ¿puedes hablar? Guillermo, you may speak. Okay. Um, so I found a lot of parallels between uh, how I grew up and, and, and Sonia's uh, sort of experiences. Um, and, and really this goes back to independence because I, I had to make decisions um, in my teen years as to my education. Uh, I came from a very dysfunctional family. Um, I was raised by uh, my mom who was um, an alcoholic. And so there was always something going on at the house and I felt like I needed to take manners into my own hands where it came to my schooling. So uh, when the opportunity arose for me to go up north to study at CSB, I took it and I fought. And so um, that sort of grit and determination I can really identify with. Um, and the second thing is that my grandmother was a real uh, big support uh, in my life um, because I would always go between uh, my grandparents and, you know, my mom when things sort of got rough. Uh, so I do respect the relationship of the, the, the grandmother. And um, also my grandmother was really into um, uh, spiritual stuff uh, as, as hers was. Um, she wasn't into Santeria per se, but she did believe in um, the, 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 We cannot hear you. Can you unmute? There okay. you go. Can you hear Stop me? Now? Okay, good. Um, so I don't know where I left off, uh, but I'm going to repeat what I said in Spanish. Um, para mí fue, uh, fue interesante hallar eh, paralelas en la vida de Sonia y en mi vida porque yo crecí en un ambiente donde uh, existía mucho el alcoholismo en mi familia. Yo tuve que tomar decisiones sobre mi, mi, mi educación cuando se presentó la oportunidad de, de estudiar en, en San Francisco en la Escuela de Ciegos, yo la tomé y, 
y este, también eh, tengo mucho respeto uh, a mi abuela porque ella ayudó en criarme y este, también uh, mi abuela estaba um, involucrada en, en, todo, en toda cosa espiritual, espiritista. Ella practicaba eso y usaba las hierbas y <ríe> yo creo que hasta el último día. Michael, puedes hablar. Michael, you may speak. Yeah, I think something we all can identify with uh, or relate to as blind or visually impaired individuals is the fact that you know, until she was able to prove herself and to, and establish her repu reputation, people doubted her. Mm -hmm. I think we I think we all mm -hmm. can. We all can identify with that in some, in some degree because we've all had to we've all had to fight to to achieve what we want to. Gracias, Linda. Um, dice Michael que um, hasta ella se probó y, y uh, llegó a su altura, entonces uh, la gente no creía en ella, le, le dudaba que ella lo podía hacer. Y nosotros como invidentes um, sentimos igual a veces. La gente nos duda, nos dice que no podemos y sin embargo lo hacemos. Ok. Gracias, Linda. No, otro, hay, no hay otras manos ahorita levantadas. Ok. Uh, uno comenta... Um, So uh, there was alcoholism that ran in my family as well. Um, my mother, though, was very functional, and she helped me a great deal in being independent. She wanted to be a doctor, and she was told to be normal and have children. Um, mm -hmm. And her family discouraged her. So when I had ambitions, she did encourage me. And that was invaluable. And that support of the mother that Sonia had was similar, although, you know, the, the drinking was not. But, um, but she had that through her father. So I related so much to her family experience. And as you said, Ethel, you know, she's Puerto Rican. My background is Mexican as well, back in Chihuahua, Mexico. But it's... It's still, there were a lot, a lot of similarities. I think the one difference was the lack of affection. My family is super affectionate, very touchy-feely <laughs> type of family. So it's a little different. Okay, go ahead, Linda. <laughs> um, dice que su mamá era alcohólico, pero funcionaba como normal. Y ella le ayudó a ser más independiente. Su familia es muy, uh, um, da mucho afección. Su familia es de México y la familia de Puerto, de Sonia son de Puerto Rico y son muy similares. Cheryl, ¿puedes hablar? Cheryl, you may speak. Um, gracias. Um, I want to talk about sort of the connection with Sonia's experience of going to Princeton. Because like Sonia, 
Um, I was a kid who just sort of grew up in a regular family. Um, I became blind when I started high school. Um, and it wasn't until I was thinking about college that somebody actually sort of dared me to apply to Princeton. Um, and I did and I actually got in probably like Sonia as an affirmative action person. Um, so when she was talking about what it was like to be on campus, I, I brought back lots of memories. Um, I especially remembered the Third World Center because like for her, it was absolutely a refuge for me. Um, mm -hmm. It was a place where I met other African-American kids, kids from the Caribbean. I met um, you know, Native American students who were on campus. And we would all sooner or later find our way to the Third World Center and hang out and get involved. Um, I remember she talked about uh, Stevenson Hall, which was an option because once you become a junior, you have to make decisions about sort of where you're living on campus and your food choices. And um, Stevenson, I, I can't remember if it's still called Stevenson Hall, but the place she talked about was a, an option for somebody who didn't want to join any of the eating clubs and didn't want to stay living on, like in the dorms in the campus area. Um, again, an opportunity to meet lots of different types of people um, and to sort of form those connections that, and, and you know, uh, that, that Sonia talked about. Linda? Oh, my. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> hey, Cheryl, dice que se siente la conexión con Sonia porque ella creció en una familia normal, pero Cheryl comenzó a perder su vista comenzando a la secundaria. Y alguien dijo entre su secundaria y colegio que debía de tratar de ir a Princeton. Y ella también fue de la programa Acción Afirmativo y ella tiene muchos recuerdos acerca de del colegio, um, del centro de tercer mundo, donde muchas personas um, uh, se podría unir, uh, personas de color, personas de uh, o, otras culturas diversas. Ella recuerda a Stevenson Hall y así se siente conectada con Sonia porque tiene esos recuerdos y, y esas memorias. Doreen, ¿puedes hablar? Doreen, you may speak. Pues, yo también tengo conexiones con Princeton. I'll speak in Spanish first. Um, okay. Es importante reconocer que Sonia Sotomayor era en, en, en el primer grupo de, de estudiantes cuando había un porcentaje más alto de, de mujeres. Cuando ella entró a la universidad, este fue el primer año de eso, de eso y de, en inglés se llama co-education, no sé, en español. Pero en ese tiempo... 
eh, las mujeres eran como 10% o algo de los estudiantes y cuando yo entré a uh, 10 años después, las mujeres eran como una tercera y ahora son los porcentajes son más o menos iguales. Es algo muy diferente. Um, yo, yo soy, yo soy sí, señora Blanca y yo tomé parte en algunas organizaciones y nosotros invitamos a hacer presentaciones a varias personas y muchas veces si, si un grupo estudiantil quiere invitar a persona a hacer lectura o algo, hay que pagarlos, hay que pasar por varias oficinas y pedir dinero. Y yo muchas veces visité a, a, a ese centro del tercer mundo. Es, ahora se llama, tiene otro nombre ahora, se llama ahora el centro de Carl Fields. Um, y en un, en un sentido... Es bueno, es bueno que los tienen nuevo nombre, pero en otro sentido eh, um, es algo más complejo. Um, y, eh, y, yo, eh, y yo leí, por ejemplo, la biografía de Michelle Obama y él, ella también escribe de cómo era del tercer mundo. Para mí, eh, bueno, para mí, cuando yo entré, que entré a Princeton, en Princeton hay que, hay que estudiar una lengua que no es su propia lengua. Y yo, pero yo no, y según los exámenes, yo no tenía que hacerlo, pero mi primer semestre yo me sentí en una clase donde el profesor era de Puerto Rico y habló muy, muy, muy rápido sin consonantes. Y para mí era bien difícil. Um, So what I what I'm going to say is that um, I also have a connection to Princeton, um, and Sonia Sotomayor was one of the first classes of coed, uh, the first coed classes at Princeton. Um, it it um, and that must have been really different because the campus was probably about the undergrad. The, her class was about 10% women, and when I entered, there were about women were about 30% of the student body. And um, that was about the same time as Michelle Obama was. And when, when Michelle Obama writes about her, what's her experiences, the gender balancing, she said, ring totally true. But now Princeton is about 50%, is about 50-50. So um, there's a whole evolution. And then I talked about um, the, the, the Third World Center, which absolutely is a refuge for students of color. Um, except I'm white, most of you can probably tell that, but um, I invite, I was part of a lot of student organizations that invited speakers to campus and you have to go around, knock on doors and ask for money to pay their fees. And so I would often go visit the Third World Center um, and they nearly always, I don't think I ever got turned down because you'd ask one office for, you know, $100 a different office for $100. So, and I absolutely went to events there that were just amazing. Um, so there, that's a long part about Princeton. I don't know if we want to say more, but, um, I, I also confess I haven't read the book yet. So, um, I'm doing the very Princetonian thing of being able to talk without knowing anything. So I apologize. Um, 
Linda, do you want me to translate? A última parte é que eu dije muito mais sobre a universidade e, e confesso que não he leído o livro até agora. E eu acho que eu tenho 657 ou 658, are we? Estamos em duas horas. We two hours. Oh, okay. So we're good. Yeah. Gracias. Estamos oh, Gracias. Y no hay manos ahorita levantadas. Si alguien tiene comentos, there are no hands up right now. If anyone has any comments, please raise your hand. There are none. No hay manos. Hey, get one. Ah, ahorita, Michael, puedes hablar. Uh -huh. Michael, you may speak. So, I have a was that the last question? Guillermo and, and Regina, was that the last question? Michael, quieres saber si era... Sorry about that. I was talking to people and uh, I wasn't being heard. <laughs> so... <laughs> was that the last question? I was just no, we actually have one more question. Oh, okay. Because I had, I had a comment at, at the end, but I, I'll, and it, I'll wait and see if your question... If your question addresses the the comment I wanted to make, so this is a this is a wrap up um, here. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from this book? ¿Qué fue algo que pudieron llevarse de este libro? Manos ahorita. There are no hands up. Does anyone have? Ah, well, okay. Cheryl, puedes, puedes hablar? Cheryl, you may speak. Thanks. Um, so I suppose there are a bunch. One is, um, you know, that you have your family, that, that's sort of your blood family, but that you can also uh, decide to create another family, um, of friends, of, you know, whoever you want to pull into your orbit. Um, And, and you can do that quite deliberately and with lots of intention. Um, the other thing for me, as I said, is I, I loved, um, you know, even though some of the things she said about Princeton were, you know, some challenges she faced, it also just brought up a lot of memories mm -hmm. um, and reminded me that I should go visit. <laughs> I haven't been back in a long, long time. Um, and... Um, and, and I think also, um, just her, like, commitment to learning and to, um, being open to asking questions, you know, like not being, um, not being made a really good point for, point for mentors, um, and finding people in your life, be they friends or colleagues who can sort of help, you know, be, be those sort of guide posts. Mm -hmm. And then as, as Mary noted, noted earlier that, you know, you don't have to, you can always listen to what they say, but you don't have to absolutely do yeah. everything they tell you to do. <laughs> so, so that's it. Thanks. Lita. 
Um, dice Cheryl que um, las cosas que ella se admiró del, del libro es que uh, tenía su familia original y después hizo o comenzó a, a, a traer personas en, a su vida que le podría ayudar, que la trataba como su propia familia. Y um, ella ha usado a esas personas. Muchas de esas personas son su guía, son su maestro. Ella aprende de ellos. Ella um, uh, es una persona muy profunda y pensaba en las cosas y después preguntaba a, a sus personas que ella usa como su guía, su maestro, y después pesaba las cosas y, y entonces hizo decisiones muy profundas. Um, ella también dijo que tenía mucho, traía muchas memorias de ese libro para ella y, y quiere ir o tiene que ir a visitar otra vez. Ray, puedes hablar? Ray, you may speak. A couple of the big takeaways for me. Um, and I confess I haven't finished the whole book yet, but I'm pretty well through. I'm in chapter 27. Um, <laughs> one was, one is that, um, you know, not to, you know, If you have a dream and have dreams and hopes and that, don't let anyone stop you from pursuing those. But at the same time, don't be afraid to admit that, you know, maybe you do have some, some insecurities or some uncertainties about, um, you know, moving forward. And I think the second thing is, Uh, because it's something I try to do in my life, and that is, um, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, um, I never forget about, and I always cherish my my blood family, and and she seemed to do that a lot. Uh, we're always referring back to her mother and to Tiki Anita and uh, different ones in her family that that um, you know. So no matter where you go in life, um, never forget those who who um, helped you, who brought you up and, uh, um, and, and that. So um, those are a couple, those are probably the biggest takeaways for me. Linda. Ah, dice que um, no debe de olvidar a su familia nunca, a su fa familia original y a las personas que le crearon. Y también si tiene sueños y esperanzas, um, uh, síguelos, trata de conseguirlos lo mejor que puede. Y si tiene miedo, admítalo, habla con otras personas acerca de sus uh, inseguridades, sus miedos, pero siempre sigue sus sueños y sus esperanzas. Guillermo, ¿puedes hablar? Guillermo, you may speak. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I just have three words. Um, what Ray said, 
<laughs> because he, he, he stole what I was going to say right out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, word for word, you know, because there's... Um, you could tell I reached all of... the way from Illinois to California. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, she she made no qualms about what her fears were, and she made no qualms about you know thinking big and looking at the Supreme Court. Uh, you know, she thought she kept saying, "Man, what if I w- could be on that on one of those seats?" So. Um, she did let her insecurities know, uh, be known, and she uh, had quite the support system uh, in in her friends, the, you know, in the family that uh, she um, surrounded herself, and you know that self made family. So um, yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> So, eh, lo que estaba diciendo es que Ray sacó las palabras de mi boca porque eso es exactamente lo que estaba diciendo. Ella no tuvo ningún problema de expresar sus, sus eh, temores uh, cuanto a lo que quería lograr uh, porque siempre miraba, estaba la expectativa de, de alcanzar la meta de la Corte Suprema y, y también no tuvo ese, ese, ese temor de, de expresar lo que sentía a, lo, a, lo, a los temores que ella tuvo. Uh, así es que eh, tuvo mucho apoyo de la familia uh, natural de ella y también la familia que ella creó en su círculo de amistades. Michael, puedes hablar. Michael, you may speak. Yes. And I think the thing, your question was very <laughs> timely, uh, uh, Guillermo. The thing that I think that stuck out to me that I can take away was it happened actually in the, in the I believe it was in the epilogue where she was having this conversation and, and uh, uh it wasn't sort of a it wasn't a heated conversation i guess but the the lady she was having the conversation with uh came off a little hostile and she when she said to her you have no principles and and i guess it was because sonia was kind of one of these people who you know who would judge things based on the merit of the situation. And that's not to say, so So what I take away from that is that it's not to say that a person who, who looks at things for what they are doesn't have principles. There are principles, and some principles you you have to stand by. Stand by. But you can't let, your, let, let a principle rule and dominate your life. Uh, or dominate the way you think, mm-hmm. or dominate the way you act, because some things you do have to take at face value. You do have to find out what the the merit of that situation is, and 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 so. And I think it sounded like it gave her pause to think about it, to figure out, 
do I have principles? Yes, I have principles, but I'm also going to look at things objectively, find out what the the, the real uh, crux of the matter is. So, you know, that that is so important to have principles because there are things that are factual. There are things that have to stand, but you also have to look at situations and even people based on the merits, you know, their merits and, and who the real person is. Oh, like Linda. <laughs> Guillermo, could you help me with that one? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I was rambling. That was a no. bit deep. I'm not sure that I can. <laughs> Guillermo. But, but, but let's just shorten it, shorten it, shorten it by saying you have to have principles, but you also have to be objective. Yeah. Dice Michael en, en el gran discurso que dio ahorita, eh, la parte principal que quiere que llevemos este libro es que tenemos que ser, eh, tenemos que tener principios en lo que creemos y tenemos que tener objetivos, metas. Pacto. Uh, Regina, uh, ¿puedes hablar? Regina, you may speak. Gracias. Um, y uh, necesito ayuda para el Guillermo. Um, my Spanish isn't up to what I want to say. But um, what the biggest takeaway was acknowledging what works for you and her decisions. Sometimes people around her didn't understand them, but they, they, she had a sense of what was right for her it it was very strong throughout the whole book and i was i had a lot of choices of college and i chose cal state fullerton and i was accepted to like bigger colleges like ucla and so forth and sometimes i've thought about that and i i don't regret it because the experience that i had in a smaller university was was invaluable to me and helped me grow and i was I, I just, I was younger. Um, I graduated when I was 16. So I think that was probably a good choice for me to go to a smaller school. And yet there was a lot of pressure on me to make a different choice. And with her, when that would happen in her life, in her education, in her career, she would always stick to what she felt was right for her and You know, it really, it usually was. She had incredible judgment as far as um, being a young person and having just good judgment. So I guess it's good that she became a judge because <laughs> she exercised that decision making early, that sound decision making early. <laughs> Go ahead, Linda. Um, dice que tenía muchas cosas que escoger, pero siempre escogió, Sonia siempre escogió lo bueno para ella, aunque muchas veces la gente no entendía su, su decisión. Y así, así ha pasado con Regina, que ella ha ido a un colegio más chico y la gente o personas quería que fuera a otro colegio. Ella tenía muchas opciones pero escogió 
la, el colegio que ella pensaba que era mejor para ella. Y siempre tenemos muchas decisiones que tenemos que hacer en nuestra vida y la gente tiene muchas opiniones, pero sin embargo tenemos que escoger la cosa más bien para nosotros en nuestra conciencia. Um, tenemos 15 minutos más y Mary es uh, la persona que uh, tiene su mano levantada. Um, we have 15 minutes left for the room and Mary is the only one with her hand raised at this moment. Mary, you may speak. Puedes hablar, Mary. Mm. Okay, gracias. Uh, I, for me, um, Maybe the biggest takeaway in getting to know Sonia, reading this, is she is someone who um, seems, to, well, she's a wonderful listener. I think she's just someone, even from childhood, always seemed to want to know what people were thinking and, you know, what would, you know, what was, what they were thinking and why they would do what they do. So I think that as a judge, that's maybe what drew her to wanting to be a judge, but she, I suspect she would be, you know, someone sitting on the bench and would want to be able to really know from, you know, the defendant and, you know, just why people did what they did and, and trying to um, get to know people and trying to, um, you know, resolve a situation, help resolve situations depending upon, you know, what court she was presiding over. Um, but I also wanted to hear her voice. So I actually just went on YouTube today and heard some video clips of her speaking, um, which I found really interesting because listening to the narrator, Gabriella, who's, who's lovely, But I, I wanted Sonia's voice in my head, too. So it was nice to hear some clips of, of Sonia speaking and, and, you know, for herself. So that, that was, um, I enjoyed doing that today. So thank you, Mary, for that suggestion. Go ahead, Linda. Dice Mary que se fue en YouTube ahora y porque ella quería escuchar la voz de Sonia. Y Sonia era una mujer admirable porque um, le gustaba escuchar a la gente. Y ella, Mary, se siente que él, ella es una persona que quiere conocer desde su um, banco de jueza um, de justicia. Quiere conocer a, a la gente que está tratando de tomar la decisión y es un es una buena persona para escuchar a las personas y analizar a ellos también. Uh, Guillermo, uh, puedes hablar. Guillermo, you may speak. I am so used to hearing her speak. Um, I, I remember in the beginning um, when she was uh, sworn into the Supreme Court, uh, what a big deal people made mm -hmm. um, because she was the first 
<clears throat> Hispanic judge uh, on that seat. Um, and I remember her, unfortunately, I haven't heard her sp speak Spanish, which um, I, I maybe should look up. Um, but I just remember thinking to myself, she's got so much class. <laughs> and in reading that book, um, it just, um, the humility that she writes with and that is so illustrated in the book, um, it, it's, it's so present. And yet there's that class that she has about her and, and just the way she deals with people in the way that she went about uh, getting to where she ultimately wound up. Um, para mí fue algo impresionante eh, en escuchar la voz de Sonia cuando ella fue nombrada a la Corte Suprema porque yo, bueno, en ese entonces uh, se habló mucho de, de que era la primera hispana uh, nombrada a ese puesto y, y entonces yo puse mucha atención a lo que ella decía y, y, y en su voz y yo en mi pensamiento decía, híjole, esta mujer tiene mucha clase, tiene... Tiene, tiene mucha clase uh, en, en el modo en que se expresa y el modo en que ella eh, logró uh, su, sus metas um, a pesar de, de lo que ha vivido en su vida. Y para mí es algo interesante en, en ver, eh, en comparar eh, en la vida real uh, a lo que... Es, estamos viviendo y, uh, you know, uh, tanto, tanto así como en lo que ella escribió en el libro. Uh, tenemos um, nueve minutos más. We have nine minutes left. Uh, y no hay uh, ningún mano levantada. And there is no, there are no hands raised at the moment. Ah, okay. Doreen, uh, puedes hablar. Doreen, you may speak. Rápido. Oh, pues, yo veo que hay muchas personas que no han dicho nada. Um, I see that there's lots of people who haven't said anything. I wonder if anybody wants to say anything. Um, estoy de acuerdo con Guillermo. Me gusta la palabra presencia, que siempre, me, yo siento que es, es una presencia formidable. Um, y estoy de acuerdo con los otros que hablan de cómo ella siempre sabe cómo pedir ayuda. Um, what I said is, um, I, the word I like about, I agree with Guillermo that, um, She's a very form that I like the word presence. She's a very formidable, formidable presence. And um, the other part that sticks in is her ability to assess and ask for help. Mucho humilde, very humble. Um, and she has another book I want to say before we close called Turning Pages that deals more with the Supreme Court. Ella tienes una libro, una otra libro, no, 
un otro libro, uh, Turning Pages, um, es en español y inglés también, um, en Bard, and, um, yeah, it's on Bard, and it deals more with the Supreme Court, so es más que um, la Corte Suprema. Uh, Cheryl, puedes hablar. Cheryl, you may speak. Can I can I wrap up because we're almost at the end? Tenemos ocho minutos. Sí, um, definitely. Okay. No, yo solamente quiero decir gracias a todo porque esta noche fue muy importante y estoy um, muy agradecida. Para todo. Um, gracias a Rey por la uh, oportunidad de usar este uh, cuarto de Zoom. Y gracias a Donna para yeah, todo lo que ella hace durante la noche. Y gracias también a Regina y Guillermo para las preguntas que ustedes um, han um, compartido con nosotros y uh, uh, gracias a uh, uh, los uh, miembros de ACB y otros quien están escuchando. Um, so I'm just saying thank you. I want to say thank you so much to Ray for giving us access to the Zoom room. Uh, thank you to Donna for everything she did. I forgot. Thank you to Linda for being an excellent interpreter for tonight. Yes. Um, thank you to Guillermo and Regina, and Regina for the wonderful questions. Um, and thank you to everyone who took the time out of their evening to join us and to talk about this truly beautiful book. Um, and thank you to Katie for uh, streaming this for us. Um, I hope everybody uh, has found this to be a really um, good experience and um, hopefully we will be able to do this again. Um, I just want to mention two things. An upcoming uh, activity that the uh, Multicultural Affairs Committee will be doing is that um, we have an opportunity to provide articles for the April Rail Forum and I know you're saying it's November, Cheryl, by April, but I think um, they'll come up soon. So we are inviting ACV members to write an article about 300, anywhere from 300 to 500 words. Uh, the theme for the Braille Forum that we're looking at is uh, your culture within your family and the larger American society and how that impacts how you live your life as a blind person. Um, the deadline to submit the article is Thursday, January 20th, 2022. And um, you can send the article to me uh, via email or um, you can call if you need me to write down the article. Um, and all that information is available on the MCAC webpage, which is acb.org slash committee dash 
MCAC. Um, I don't know if Guillermo or Linda can help translate some of that. Do you say Cheryl? Okay, Linda. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, dice Cheryl que muchas gracias y ella dijo eso en español muy bueno, muy bien que lo hizo. Um, dice que en abril el, los asuntos multiculturales van a, a tener espacio en la revista uh, el, uh, The Forum. Y dice que debemos de escribir artículos sobre uh, la sociedad um, como... See, what did you say? What, what is this theme again, Cheryl? The, please? the culture, um, your culture within your family. Oh, su cultura society. dentro de su familia and the rest of it? Oh, and, and the larger American society and how that uh, impacts y, your life as a blind person. Uh, y la sociedad más grande como le hace impacto uh, para una persona invidente. Um, y es la... Uh, la fecha para para que se mete su artículo que le puede hacer un, un email un, un correo electrónico uh, debe de ser el enero 20 y puede ir al internet y buscar um, acb guión acb guión what was the website acb dash uh, acb.org slash oh, acb.org uh, dash uh, guion uh, dash m-a-c-a-c so, Monday? I mean, I'm sorry, what? Oh, acb.org acb slash no, barra <laughs> Para, ok, comité, Barra, entonces, comité, comité multicultural, M-C-A-C, ah, M-C-A-C, ok, ok, well, thank you again, gracias a todos, thank you very much, everybody, for, muchas gracias por su paciencia, thank you for your patience, uh, en este primer, eh, Evento bilingüe uh, during this first bilingual call. Y gracias a Linda para dar la yeah. interpretación sola. La otra persona por un razón no podía venir hoy. And I just said many, many thanks to Linda yes. for doing a lot of the translation yes. uh, by herself, the second person who was supposed to assist for one reason or another wasn't able to make it. So thank yeah. you for interpreting yeah. big thing. Gracias. 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 
So I will need to close our meeting. Muchísimas gracias todos. Gracias. 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 Thank you, Guillermo. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Gracias. Bye-bye.